time for everyone. This is jrootradio.com. Mountain Fruit. For over 15 years, Mountain Fruit has been the preferred grocery for the discerning kosher consumer, providing meat, fish, and produce departments, delicious takeout, and so much more. Visit us today, 1523 Avenue M, or call us for free delivery, 855-MT-FRUIT. Also inquire about our member program, Mountain Fruit, the peak of quality, 1523 Avenue M, 855-MT-FRUIT. Visit us online at shopmountainfruit.com. Jeru Radio, and I have to give Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov? That's right, folks. Mazel, mazel Tov. <laughs> not Mazel Tov. Are you getting a new stove? No, 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 I'm not getting a new stove, but I am getting a Mazel Tov. Uh-huh, you're giving a Mazel Tov. Who are you giving the Mazel Tov to? Not Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Yeah, Mabruk. Mabruk. That's it, Mabruk. Hey, Nisan says Mabruk. Mabruk. Never mind, Smokey. All right. All right. First of all, let's give, uh, well, as you know, everybody who's listening, this is the Kishorni Hour. And uh, no talent rejected. And you can listen to us, 712-432-4217. Whoa, 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 whoa. You sounded like Yossi a little bit. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, I don't know sound like Yossi a little bit. We don't like to sound like different people. Anyways, you can listen to us, of course, on the Naki Radio and uh, the J Radio app and uh, many other sites. Yeah, any other sites. Anyways, we asked this question. Yeah. What was the question? Why is a sinner and a person who does a error compared to a drunkyard? Why is a drunkyard? A person who's drunk? Just like a person who's drunk acts not normal. Unaware of what he's doing, so to a sinner doesn't want to realize what he's doing is wrong and how grave the consequences will be. The Chazal say a person doesn't sin until a ruach shtos, some ridiculousness, stupid thing, some uh, ridiculous thought enters his mind. Anyways, this is going to be an interesting question. Now, this question is a little tricky and... Um, yeah, this is a very tricky question, but let's see if anybody knows this question. Who? An owl. I didn't even ask a question. 
Who was the first person to daven to Hashem? Again, question is, it's from this week's Parsha, and we learn it out from this week's Parsha. I'm not going to say where, but it's this week's Parsha. Who was the first person to daven to Hashem? And it's in this week's Parsha. And, of course, the answer will be in next week's show. By the way, boys and girls listening, we are looking for Jewish reporters, and we unfortunately don't have any Jewish reporters. So let's go to our story. A story? That's right. Story about what? A story about Shimon HaTzadik. But it's not Hanukkah! That's right, it's not Hanukkah, but we're going to say the story anyways because I think it's something I ought to learn out of. So as you know, Shimon HaTzadik, he wasn't only one of the Gedalim of his time, but also a Kohen Gadol. Wow, he was big! That's right, he was big stuff. Yeah, very big. Uh, oh, talking about Kohen Gadol, you know, Yom Kippur came, Rosh Hashanah came, and you know... I don't think I was on in those times. And I want to talk about Yom Kippur right over here. You know, Yom Kippur was terrific. Then I had Sukkot. And, you know, it says, Zman Simchaseinu, right after Yom Kippur. Yeah, Zman Simchaseinu was shot. Well, Simchaseinu, because we're happy. Why we're happy? Because we're happy that our various went away. So, uh, there is a chance in between Yom Kippur and Sukkot to do more of if you say so, Smoke. Uh, hmm, I gotta think. Well, yeah, you're thinking, Kapon. Because I'm going to say the answer anyway. So the answer is, we're saying, because we're happy that we had a chance to do tshuva, and that's Hashem Hashem, except our tshuva. Anyways, as I said about Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol had to wear all white on Yom Kippur. So that's all I wanted to mention about Kohen Gadol. And, uh, you know, talking about white, Simchas Torah was such a wonderful... Delicious yantav. That's right, delicious. You took the words right out of my mouth, Shmuel. Yeah, especially the one with the... Oh, boy, that was a good peckle. Beryl, how many peckles he had? I couldn't count. Was it more than 20? It was more than... 15. All right, that's a large amount. And what are you doing with all your peckles, Beryl? Um, give it to my friend Smokey, of course. I don't want it! Uh, see, Smokey doesn't even want your peckles. I don't. Uh, Smokey wants your peckles. And anyways... Shimon HaTzadik was the kind of God all his time, and he would never eat from a carbon that a Nazir bought. It's something called Nazir Shimshin. A Nazir Shimshin means he uh, has to be a Nazir, and he, uh, he made himself a Nazir. And he, what happened after the Nazir? He bought a carbon after his time was up, and Shimon HaTzadik never, ever ate from a Nazir's carbon for reason. But there was one exception. And by the way, you're ending 7.30 today. Oh, no, I'm uh, 7.45. Let's make it 7.45. 7.45? Uh-huh. So I am leaving early today. And uh, I do want to get all these stuff that I have jam-packed here. And if Schmunk doesn't disturb me all the time. I'm not going to disturb you. Good. Anyways, there was one time Shimon HaTzadik. Schmunky. Shimon HaTzadik was serving in the base of America. And there he was approached by a very tall person, a young person. And he uh, had his long hair. And that, the Nazir was not allowed to cut his hair until the end of uh, his, uh, his promise was over. His Nazir Shimshan is called. And his promise wasn't over. Well, his promise was over. I can't go to the 
this small uh, student, small uh, this uh, young young adult, we'll call him. My term as a nozer is over, and I want to come out here and destroy this beauty. Shonatarik was appealed that the young man should want to become have a become a nozer, knowing that his hair because. Tell me, son, why did you take upon this, uh, yourself the promise of being a nozer? Now you're being here. <coughs> Pardon me, well. Smoking, that wasn't nice. Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh -huh. Anyways, now your big hair that is so beautiful is going to be cut and burnt in the fire. Well, the reason that uh, the person is to defeat my Yetahara. What do you mean, defeat your Yetahara? Well, you see, I was a shepherd for my father's sheep in the south. And one day I brought sheep. And I brought out to drink. And on my reflection, I saw, wow, I was beautiful. And I saw that I was tall. And that my face was topped by my hair, so black and shiny. As I stood and admired my countenance, I heard my guitar encourage me, saying, Well, he does, young man, in your use. For you are capable of enjoying life instead of staying here and allowing the pleasures of the city to go to waste. The young man continued his story. As I heard the voice of my angel inclination, I couldn't feel myself tempted of the thought of pleasure of Stoshtus, Ruchstus, that I could have. I felt the urge to leave the sheep and follow the, my heart and my eyes. But then as I looked in the water, I suddenly forced myself to see something else. I saw the grave. I saw the foolishness and the great danger that I was in ready to give up my Elam Haba for something that's ridiculously nuts. And I cried out to my Yetar, You wicked one! Why do you attempt me to do this? Why do I take pleasure in a world that is not mine? I promise I shall destroy the source of this desire. I will put it away. And so, Kondata, I promise to become another. And now, my time is up. The promise is up. I want to give this nuzzer cut my hair. And I'm never going to leave the path of Hashem. Wow, that's some sort it's not over yet, Mother. Let's go more. First of all, I have a question. Go ahead, what's the question? What is a nuzzer? For all those listening, what is a nuzzer? Um, I just said what a nuzzer is. It's obviously somebody... Don't change the answer! Oh, okay, okay, Schmokes. All right. All right. Now, when is the answer going to be given, Schmokey? You're going to give it the next show, of course. I don't know, Schmokey. You're going to give the next show. Um, no, I'm not giving the next show. You are. Um, as a matter of fact, Schmokey, do you know we didn't do our mazel tov? Can we do it after the story? Okay. Well, when Shimnatsada heard these words from this nozer got up from his seat, kissed the young man's head and said, May the Rebunish Lailam give, make so many as Nizarim as you. And for the first time in his life, Shemunat Tzadik, Shemunat Tzadik ate from this Nazar's karma. And why? The reason is because such a carbon is what we want to eat from. And yes, though, you know, every 
carbon. We bring carbonus every day. We say papyrus, we say the carbonus every day. And if we have the right thought in mind, then that's the carbon, that's the carbon that a kind of would want to eat. And, uh, well, let's go on to some more stories. But first, let's do our Mazel Tov. Mabruk to Nisa Lazari. Uh, why does he get Mabruk? His uh, daughter. Yeah, his daughter got engaged. That's right, his daughter got engaged. And Mazel Tov to... Yes, a Kishayim. To the whole entire Kishayim family. And Mazel Tov to Rumi Grunfeld, uh, Moshe's brother. Pharaoh, uh, well, that's so nicely said. Um... Yeah, my brother had a baby, Mazel Tov, uh, my brother, Avrami, and uh, the princess tomorrow. Um, looking forward well, to that. And, uh, and the Mazel Tov, Yosef, to share your bar mitzvah tonight. And uh, I can't wait to join that uh, bar mitzvah. As Hashem, I will try to attend. I can't promise anything right now, but I'm trying to attend. And Mazel Tov to all those that have the Mazel Tov, Andrew Boisai. Without further ado, I do want to take this chance to uh, say say there are people that, unfortunately, how am I going to say it? With your mouth. That's right, Schmelke, with my mouth. But, unfortunately, I don't want to say it. What do you want to say? I uh, don't want to say that there is, unfortunately, that uh, there's number sick people who are having Yisurim and... Uh, there's a person that uh, happened to know that is having surgery, had surgery today um, for Yanamachla, and I hope he uh, feels better. And, uh, you know, and uh, let's give his name. Oh, here we go. We have some more names that people uh, emailed me. Please, Davin, and say to Hillem for Avram Yosef Ben Yehudas, who had surgery today. Davin for Sarachana Bas Esther Rivka. Again, Sarachana Bas Esther Rivka. If you want me to Davin for your people, for you, if you have names, text it into me, 347-927-3279, and I'll be happy to have that on there. And if you have, of course, Simchas, I, I love Simchas. As a matter of fact, somebody recently told me that uh, the more I spread Simcha, the more Simcha will come. I, I didn't know what that means, but th this is what I heard. Anyway, let's dive in for Chaya Fruma Basparo Miriam Malka. She's in the hospital, and yeah, and we're not going to say the rest. Apidium Shviam, Sarachana Bas Esther Rivka. Sarachana, again, Sarachana Bas Esther Rivka. Apidium Shviam, that we need to dive in for. And Mazel, uh, let's stop him for also Michal Shoshana Bastova Adasa again. Michal Shoshana Bastova Adasa. And of course, Davin for Yisrael Aryeh Ben Miral Rachel. Rivka Bas Miral Rachel. For, uh, and these are for Nebuch. These people don't have Shaduchim and Bez Hashem, they should find their Shaduchim. And Mazel Tov to everybody who needed them, Mazel Tov. And of course, um, uh, this is the Kishoni Hour on JRU Radio. And I'm Moishi Grunfeld, and I'm going to stand as a story of, uh, you know, there was a certain thing that I really want to discuss. You know, there's a big, big tzaddik. Big tzaddik that uh, recently, I'm not kidding around, recently there was a big, big tzaddik that 
the Yurtite. The Yurtite was uh, this uh, was this uh, this past uh, week, and I am going to talk about that big tzaddik on my uh, on my show right here, if I can find it. No, I uh, yep, I could find her. It's Rav Levi Yitzchak Your type was yesterday, I believe. Today? Oh, today? And I, I don't know. The twenty fifth of uh, uh, the twenty fifth. Oh, yeah, today's Sunday. See that? Nisim uh, even corrects me. Yeah, uh, he doesn't correct me. No, he doesn't correct me. Uh, and uh, I, the reason why he doesn't correct me, uh, he just corrected you. Well, the reason why he doesn't correct you... Okay, Schmelke, let's go on to another story. You know, Rav Simcha Bono started his life, you know, he started his life out as a pharmacist. Now, you're going to see what this has to do with this uh, story, has to do with this week's parasha. So listen very closely, boys and girls, young and old. All shapes and colors. Excuse me, Schmelke. That's really not a nice thing to say right after you, Kipper. All shapes and colors? What's the matter with you? Uh, well, uh, uh, after some you gained weight. Uh, maybe you did, Schmelke. I don't know about me. <laughs> I'm, I plan on losing all my weight. Yeah, uh, I'm a, uh, sorry, Schmelke. I'm not going to say it again. Right. So let's get to the story. Well, one day, he was talking, he was giving a share about the snake. What snake? Well, in this week's Parsha, talking about Parsha, this week's Parsha is Parsha's voracious. And, you know, it's something very interesting in this week's Parsha. It does not say Elakim bara voracious, but voracious bara Elakim. And the reason for that is because Hashem created what first? Created the world first. And by Hebrew, a lot of times, it's always sometimes backwards. And uh, also confusing all the Goyim. Anyways. One day, he was talking about the snake, and the Torah says that Hashem cursed the snake. And what is the curse is? That the snake, you have to crawl, and the dust you're going to eat, and all the dust for your whole life. Rabbunim wondered, is this such a terrible curse? Dust is everywhere. So, the snake is always going to be full, no matter where he goes. Now look at the people in our shtetl, he says. They earn their bread with difficulty. Many families are poor. Children go hungry. And some never know where their next meal will come from. How convenient would it be for us to live on dust? But, like, as a human being, said Rav Simchabunim, that we are constantly crying out to Hashem for help. Women uh, having babies, kids who are hungry, people without jobs. So people have to mention a connection, a very strong connection to Hashem, which the snake does not have. It needs nothing. It doesn't ask for anything. And that is truly a curse. But we are like children with Hashem. Hashem is our Father, the one we turn countless times a day to provide us and protect us. A poor man is always aware of this bracha. The wealthy man, too, is, has this bracha. But so it's very hard for a wealthy person to 
remember that, you know, he gets everything from Hashem. And Taka, we should all remember that, that everything does come from Hashem. Yeah. A personal uh, note. You know, sometimes you could be walking the street, walking the street, and, you know, you pass by people, and you see there are uh, these uh, people who are drug addicts, uh, people who are, you know, shikhead, people who are doing all different crazy things, and you see, it looks like, really looks like that they're enjoying life. You know, I want to say something that has to do with this, that has to do with this curse. So you know what the curse here is? That uh, when you see these people who are shikhead and doing all the different crazy things, these type of people, yeah, it looks like they're enjoying life, of course. Of course it looks like they're enjoying life. But they're not really enjoying life. That's the secret. They're not really happy. And that is why they're doing these things. Because they're not happy. They don't have an accomplishment. But us, Yidin, we have an accomplishment. We open up a Sefer. We open a Chumash. We open a Sidur. We open a Yechezkel. We open a Nach. We open Tanakh. We open the Torah. And we learn. Yeah, and... Uh, and we uh, feel satisfied, and we're not hungry anymore. No, 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 no. There's a different type of hunger, Schmelt. There's two, a few different types of hunger. This hunger, what I'm talking about, is hunger for the neshama. Sometimes you can have this uh, hunger from the neshama that the neshama is hungry, and you know, this is a thing that you don't feel. It's not like you have, okay, I'm hungry, and I'm going to the store to buy food. The neshama is different. The neshama... You have to feed it. Always you have to feed it. Constantly have something, some terror on your mind. Because if not, you can have something bad on your mind. And it's not going to end up good. Or sometimes it's, uh, you have bad stuff on your mind. You know, like there's people who uh, come out from hardships and say, why did this have to happen to me? Or people who are sick. Some sick the people who are sick and they say, oh no, why does this have to happen? But you know, they shouldn't be upset. Baruch Hashem, they're alive. It could have been worse. And you know, I want to I wanna add on to this. When I was younger, about 12, 13 years old, I got a burn. Second degree deep burn. And I was on Shabbos. Luckily, I had a friend over who knew about a little bit about first aid, 12-year-old kid, and I Taka was had hot water, and it spilled on me while playing a chess game. And it spilled on me. And, you know, while I was in this hospital, and I actually wish I could bring the time back, because I would have probably done a lot of stuff differently back then. But I was a little kid. And uh, as a 12-year-old kid, I was a little kid, and, and I got the second-degree deep burn, of course, I was crying away, and this friend of mine says, you know, I have an idea. Put a compress, and I went to a solo guy. I went to a nurse, and, you know, I went to this famous uh, heal, uh, burn healer that he uh, made me go to a hospital. I went to Staten Island Hospital, and I stayed there for three, four days. And, you know, I was thinking at that time, obviously now I'm thinking about it, but at that time, I, you know, I wasn't thinking so much about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm missing school, right? I'm missing school, and that was terrific. I loved them missing school. But you know what? I realized after I left that hospital, I said to myself, wait a minute. 
you know, I left this hospital, and Hashem gave me this really amazing gift. You know what this amazing gift was? That I got the second degree deep burn, not a third degree deep burn. And had it been a third degree burn, I don't think I would have something left over there. But that's just to say I'm uh, very grateful the, that, that this is what the, how you have to be grateful. Sometimes there's bad things that happen. Yes, sometimes there's bad things that happen. But afterwards, look at the bright side and say, look how bad it could have been. And when it, you look at it that way, how bad it could have been, and it's seen me now that it's much better now, that is going to make you more happy. Anyways, let's get on with another story, shall we? 300 years ago, there lived a man named Avigdor. He once brought a large amount of money to Rabbi Shrel Balshantov, the founder of the movement of the Hasidim, accepting, accepting a great leap. I was very happy. Asked Avigdor, would he like to uh, be a, have a bracha? After all, the Balshantov was renowned not only as a great scholar, but also a uh, big tzaddik who had the power to give brachas. Well, Avigdor said, no thanks. I'm very wealthy. I own many properties, and I have servants, plenty of delicacies, and everything else I want. I have more than I need. Hmm, you're very fortunate, said the Balshanto. Perhaps you'd like a bracha for your family. I have a large and healthy family, of which I'm very proud of. They are credit to me. I don't need or want anything. Well, then, perhaps you can help me. May I request one thing of you, said Reb, uh, the Balshanto. Can you please deliver a letter to the head of the charity committee in Brody? Why, certainly, said Avigdor. I live in Brody. I would be happy to help you in this matter. And Santos took out a pen and paper, wrote a letter, sealed it in the envelope, and gave it to Avigdor. Avigdor took the letter, placed it in his jacket pocket, and returned home. Well, but he had so many projects on his mind. And what happened? You think happened? He forgot all about it. And he forgot all about his encounter, all about his meeting with the Balshamto. Well, 16 years later, hmm, he lost all his property to Savigdor. Floods ruined his field. Fire destroyed his forest. And he was left with nothing. The creditors, people who he owed money to, took his house. And everything he owed, he was forced to sell even his clothing. One day while cleaning out his pockets of an old jacket planted cell, he found a letter. A letter that he received from the Balshanto 16 years ago. In a flash, he said, thought about his business and his haughtiness as Balgaivatik. When he thought he had everything with his eyes, he rushed to the finally to fulfill the mission. The envelope was addressed to Mr. Tzedek, the chairman of the person of the in charge of the committee of the Tzedaka of Brody. Well, he ran to his friends, uh, asked one of his friends, he said, where can I find this Mr. Tzadok? Mr. Tzadok? You mean Mr. Tzadok? The chairman, the head of the coach, the Tzadok committee? Yes, I must see him immediately, said Abigdor. He didn't show Abigdor's friend. I was only there a few months ago. Mr. Tzadok is indeed a lucky man. Just this morning he was elected chairman. Tell me more about this Mr. Tzadok. Well, Abigdor's friend said, Mr. Tzadok was born and raised in Brody. 
a tailor by profession. He always down on his luck, never able to make a decent living. He was hardly able to support his family. And they always lived in poverty. He sat in the back of the shul, and no one ever took notice of him. Despite working many hours, he never earned much. It was hard for him to scrape together enough money for even a loaf of bread for his family. He did not forget his former poverty. Well, recently, however, a change. Mr. Tudyk was introduced to a local noble person, and he made uniforms for all servants. The nobleman was satisfied with Mr. Tudyk's craftsmanship, and his business started to pick up. He received an order for 5,000 uniforms for the army. Came a rich man. He did not forget his poverty and gave generously to many, taking account active role in the affair of the community. Just this morning, he was elected the chairman. Well, hearing the story of Victor Horton Shulam from Mr. Tudyk, busy pursuing the many requests, handed Mr. Tudyk the letter. And together they read the letter what this Balshanta read. Balshanta wrote this 16 years ago. Dear Mr. Tzaddik, the man who bought this letter is named Avigdor. He was wealthy once upon a time and now is very poor. He paid for his Kabalgaiva's death. Since this morning you were elected chairman of the Tzedakah, I request that you do all you can to assist him. He has a large family. He will once again become successful and this time he will be more suited to success. In case you doubt my words, I give you the following sign. Your wife is having a baby, and today she's going to give birth to a boy. They hardly concluded reading the letter when someone said, Mazatov, Mr. Tzedek! Your wife had a baby boy! And thanks to the Vashantov's Ruach HaKodesh, Avigdor once again became very wealthy. And this time, he was very humble. And that is what Vashantov was about. And, you know, that, that's an unbelievable, really unbelievable story. Well, let's go to have Lady Yitzhak of Vaitichev, because Itaka is, is, is yours. Well, I have to leave in a few minutes, so let's make this quick. It was the afternoon before Pesach, and Rabbi Lady Yitzhak was wandering through the streets of the Yiddish quarters, seeking out a local smuggler. From one, he quietly asked for a quote of tobacco. From another, he asked about the smuggled things. No matter the merchandise he saw, everyone was available right by However, when he started asking his acquaintances to supply him with some bread whiskey, those very same businessmen who had previously proved so accommodating said, Rabbi, are you trying to insult me? This city will be starting in, in a few hours, and no Jew would have even a speck of hummus left in his home. No matter the price offered, no one, not one merchant was willing to come up with a crumb of bread for a drum of alcohol. The town had conver converted into a hummus-free zone, thrilled with the result of his sales test. The rabbi looked up to Hashem and said, Baruch look down at your people! The Tsar has border guards and tax commissioners dedicated to his commands. The police and the courts are devoted to tracking down and punishing smugglers, marketers, and yet everything one, anything one could possibly want is available. Contrast this with the faith and purity of your Yiddin. It's been over 3,000 years since he commanded us to observe Pesach. No police, no guards, no courts, and no jails and forces. And yeah, what are we doing? We're still keeping those laws. And yeah, um, and uh, you know what? Uh, well, 
This is very amazing. Thank you, Yossi Z, for this news. Huh? I would be uh, totally lost. Well, Micha Gammerman came out with uh, Robin, and uh, you know something? Um, I think Nisim is going to have this being played. We're just going to um, email this to Nisim. Yeah, email it to us. To uh, right now, uh, Nisim, well, what do you want me to email it to you? Which one? All right. So we're going to email this to Nisim. And uh, Nisim is going to look at this uh, video that I'm sending him. And uh, he's going to play it. And, uh, you know, it was a pleasure being back. I really had a good time being uh, at Simchas Para. I really got a lot out of Simchas Para. And the boys and girls all listening yeah, really, it's a really unbelievable. Uh, I'm not going to send the Nisim one because Nisim is going to say uh, only one. I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him. Uh, um, let's see. I'm going to send him two uh, two uh, music thingies. Let me see if I could get it. Let me see. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, all right, this is the last-minute thing, so it's like uh, I'm a little bit behind in schedule. So, anyways, let's get started with this thing. There we go. Okay, that's one that I sent out to uh, Nisim. And, uh, well, let's get uh, something really... Uh, hmm. <laughs> Nisim, you should have received that email right now that I sent you just now. Yeah? Okay. So uh, I'm going to send you uh, different, uh, mu different music. And uh, this time it's going to be uh, by Simcha. This one is Simcha. And it's coming with a new CD. Simcha Liner is coming out with a CD. Uh, a lot of people, Baruch Hashem, are coming out with CDs. And uh, it's uh, really uh, unbelievable that uh, you have so many people. And, but I'll save that at a different time. Anyways, this has been the Kishwini Hour. I'm Oishi Grunfeld. Till next week. Oh, oh, I forgot. Next week, I'm having a great person. Whereas as Hashem, I'm having Shlomo Levenger, a great magician. And I'm very happy to have him. I'm really excited to have him. It's an honor for me to have him. Uh, Enjoy the songs that I sent out. And we're going to be Hashem. Be back next week. And, uh, of course, I got to, one, of course, say this riddle. Who was the first person to daven to Hashem? The answer will be next week. If you know the answer, 347-927-3279. Email it to me at newkishwaniyahour at gmail.com or text it to me, 347-927-3279. And if you have uh, names to daven for or you have simchas, text it into us, 347-927-8398. Again, 347-927-8398. This has been the Kishwani Hour. Have a great Shabbos, everybody. And, and, and here we go, Micha Gammerman. Have a great Shabbos, everybody. Rabbi Movrim Mi Arenoto. Rabbi. 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 Rabb
Rápida essa palavra. Rabin. 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 <risos> Rabbi, 